0: Today on Commuter Bible, King Josiah discovers the law of the Lord hidden in the temple. And when he hears it read, he devotes himself to pursuing God wholeheartedly. It's 2 Chronicles, chapters 34 through 36, and Isaiah, chapter 10, verses 20 through 36. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible podcast to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. King Josiah takes the throne at age eight begins to seek the Lord at age 16, and cleanses the land of false idols and high places at age 20. At 24, he commands his servants to clean and repair the temple of God, and when they do, they discover the book of the law of God taken down by the hand of Moses. After consulting a prophet, he learns that God's wrath will soon be poured out on Israel. He calls the people to carry out the covenant of God with him, and they observe the Passover. After Josiah's death, four kings of Judah reign in just 22 years' time, at which point the Lord sends his people into exile. 2nd Chronicles, chapters 34 through 36. Josiah was 8 years old when he became king, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. He did what was right in the Lord's sight and walked in the ways of his ancestor David. He did not turn aside to the right or the left. In the eighth year of his reign, while he was still a youth, Josiah began to seek the Lord of his ancestor David, and in the twelfth year he began to cleanse Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the Asherah poles, the carved images, and the cast images. Then, in his presence, the altars of the Baals were torn down, and he chopped down the shrines that were above them. He shattered the Asherah poles, the carved images, and the cast images, crushed them to dust, and scattered them over the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. He burned the bones of the priests on their altars, so he cleansed Judah and Jerusalem, He did the same in the cities of Manasseh, Ephraim, and Simeon, and as far as Naphtali on their surrounding mountain shrines. He tore down the altars and he smashed the Asherah poles and the carved images to powder. He chopped down all the shrines throughout the land of Israel and returned to Jerusalem. In the eighteenth year of his reign, in order to cleanse the land and the temple, Josiah sent Shaphan son of Azaliah, along with Messiah the governor of the city, and the court historian Joah son of Joahaz, to repair the temple of the Lord his God. So they went to the high priest Hilkiah and gave him the silver brought into God's temple. The Levites and the doorkeepers had collected it from Messiah, Ephraim, and from the entire remnant of Israel, and from all Judah, Benjamin, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. They gave it to those doing the work, those who oversaw the Lord's temple. They gave it to the workmen who were working in the Lord's temple to repair and restore the temple. They gave it to the carpenters and builders and also used it to buy quarried stone and timbers for joining and making beams for the buildings that Judah's kings had destroyed. The men were doing the work with integrity. Their overseers were Jahath and Obadiah, Levites from the Merarites, and Zechariah and Meshulam from the Kohathites as supervisors. The Levites were all skilled with musical instruments. They were also over the porters and were supervising all those doing the work task by task. Some of the Levites were secretaries, officers, and gatekeepers. When they brought out the silver that had been deposited in the Lord's temple, the priest Hilkiah found the book of the law of the Lord, written by the hand of Moses. Consequently, Hilkiah told the court secretary Shaphan, I have found the book of the law in the Lord's temple. And he gave the book to Shaphan. Shaphan took the book to the king and also reported, Your servants are doing all that was placed in their hands. They have emptied out the silver that was found in the Lord's temple and have given it to the overseers and to those doing the work. Then the court secretary Shaphan told the king, The priest Hilkiah gave me a book, and Shaphan read from it in the presence of the king. When the king heard the words of the law, He tore his clothes. Then he commanded Hilkiah, Ahikam son of Shaphan, Abdon son of Micah, the court secretary Shaphan, and the king's servant Asiah. Go and inquire of the Lord for me and for those remaining in Israel and Judah concerning the words of the book that was found. For great Is the Lord's wrath that is poured out on us because our ancestors have not kept the word of the Lord in order to do everything written in this book. So Hilkiah and those the king had designated went to the prophetess Huldah, the wife of Shalem, son of Topheth, son of Hazra, keeper of the wardrobe. She lived in Jerusalem in the second district. They spoke with her about this. She said to them, This is what the Lord God of Israel says. Say to the man who sent you to me, This is what the Lord says. I am about to bring disaster on this place and on its inhabitants, fulfilling all the curses written in the book that they read in the presence of the king of Judah because they have abandoned me and burned incense to other gods so as to anger me with all the works of their hands. My wrath will be poured out on this place and it will not be quenched. Say this to the king of Judah who sent you to inquire of the Lord. This is what the Lord God of Israel says. As for the words that you heard, because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before God when you heard his words against this place and against its inhabitants, and because you humbled yourself before me and you tore your clothes and wept before me, I myself have heard. This is the Lord's declaration. I will indeed gather you to your ancestors, and you will be gathered to your grave in peace. Your eyes will not see all the disaster that I am bringing on this place and on its inhabitants. Then they reported to the king. So the king sent messengers and gathered all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. The king went up to the Lord's temple with all the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, as well as the priests and the Levites, all the people from the oldest to the youngest. He read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the Lord's temple. Then the king stood at his post and made a covenant in the Lord's presence to follow the Lord and to keep his commands, his decrees, and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul, in order to carry out the words of the covenant written in this book. He had all those present in Jerusalem and Benjamin agree to it. So all the inhabitants of Jerusalem carried out the covenant of God, the God of their ancestors. So Josiah removed everything that was detestable from all the lands belonging to the Israelites, and he required all who were present in Israel to serve the Lord their God. Throughout his reign, they did not turn aside from following the Lord, the God of their ancestors. Josiah observed the Lord's Passover and slaughtered the Passover lambs on the fourteenth day of the first month. He appointed the priests to their responsibilities and encouraged them to serve in the Lord's temple. He said to the Levites, who taught all Israel the holy things of the Lord, Put the holy ark in the temple built by Solomon, son of David, king of Israel since you do not have to carry it on your shoulders. Now serve the Lord your God and his people Israel. Organize your ancestral families by your divisions according to the written instruction of King David of Israel and that of his son Solomon. Serve in the holy place by the groupings of the ancestral families for your brothers, the lay people, and according to the division of the Levites by family. Slaughter the Passover lambs. Consecrate yourselves, and make preparations for your brothers to carry out the word of the Lord through Moses. Then Josiah donated 30,000 sheep, lambs, and young goats, plus 3,000 cattle from his own possessions for the Passover sacrifices for all the lay people who were present. His officials also donated willingly for the people, the priests, and the Levites. Hilkiah, Zechariah and Jehiel, chief officials of God's temple, gave 2,600 Passover sacrifices and 300 cattle for the priests. Conaniah and his brothers, Shemaiah and Nethanel, and Hashabiah, Jeel, and Jozabad, officers of the Levites, donated 5,000 Passover sacrifices for the Levites, plus 500 cattle. So the service was established. The priests stood at their posts and the Levites in their divisions according to the king's command. Then they slaughtered the Passover lambs and while the Levites were skinning the animals the priests splattered the blood they had been given. They removed the burnt offerings so that they might be given to the groupings of the ancestral families of the lay people to offer to the Lord according to what is written in the book of Moses. They did the same with the cattle. They roasted the Passover lambs with fire according to the regulation. They boiled the holy sacrifices in pots, kettles, and bowls, and they quickly brought them to the lay people. Afterward, they made preparations for themselves and for the priests, since the priests, the descendants of Aaron, were busy offering up burnt offerings and fat until night. So the Levites made preparations for themselves and for the priests, the descendants of Aaron. The singers, the descendants of Asaph, were at their stations according to the command of David, Asaph, Heman, and Jeduthun, the king's seer. Also the gatekeepers were at each temple gate, None of them left their tasks because their Levite brothers had made preparations for them. So all the service of the Lord was established that day for observing the Passover and for offering burnt offerings on the altar of the Lord, according to the command of King Josiah. The Israelites who were present in Judah also observed the Passover at that time and the festival of unleavened bread for seven days. No Passover had been observed like it in Israel since the days of the prophet Samuel. None of the kings of Israel ever observed a Passover like the one that Josiah observed with the priests, the Levites, all Judah, the Israelites who were present in Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. In the eighteenth year of Josiah's reign, this Passover was observed. After all this that Josiah had prepared for the temple, King Necho of Egypt marched up to fight at Carchemish by the Euphrates, and Josiah went out to confront him. But Necho sent messengers to him, saying, What is the issue between you and me, king of Judah? I have not come against you today, but I am fighting another dynasty. God told me to hurry. Hurry. Stop opposing God who is with me. Don't make him destroy you. But Josiah did not turn away from him. Instead, in order to fight with him, he disguised himself. He did not listen to Necho's words from the mouth of God, but went to the valley of Megiddo to fight. The archers shot King Josiah, and he said to his servants, Take me away for I am severely wounded. So his servants took him out of the war chariot, carried him in his second chariot, and brought him to Jerusalem. Then he died, and they buried him in the tomb of his ancestors. All Judah and Jerusalem mourned for Josiah. Jeremiah chanted a dirge over Josiah, and all the male and female singers still speak of Josiah in their dirges today. They established them as a statute for Israel. And indeed, they are written in the dirges. The rest of the events of Josiah's reign, along with his deeds of faithful love, according to what is written in the law of the Lord, and his words from beginning to end, are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. The common people took Jehoahaz, son of Josiah, and made him king in Jerusalem in place of his father. Jehoahaz was twenty-three years old when he became king, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. The king of Egypt deposed him in Jerusalem and fined the land seventy-five hundred pounds of silver and seventy-five pounds of gold. Then King Necho of Egypt made Jehoahaz's brother Eliakim king over Judah and Jerusalem and changed Eliakim's name to Jehoiakim. But Necho took his brother Jehoahaz and brought him to Egypt. Jehoiakim was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord his God. Now King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon attacked him and bound him in bronze shackles to take him to Babylon. Also, Nebuchadnezzar took some of the articles of the Lord's temple to Babylon and put them in his temple in Babylon. The rest of the deeds of Jehoiakim, the detestable actions he committed, and what was found against him, are written in the book of Israel's kings. His son Jehoiachin became king in his place. Jehoiachin was 18 years old when he became king, and he reigned three months and ten days in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. In the spring, Nebuchadnezzar sent for him and brought him to Babylon along with the valuable articles of the Lord's temple. Then he made Jehoiachin's brother, Zedekiah, king over Judah and Jerusalem. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned eleven years in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord his God, and did not humble himself before the prophet Jeremiah at the Lord's command. He also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, who had made him swear allegiance by God. He became obstinate and hardened his heart against returning to the Lord the God of Israel. All the leaders of the priests and the people multiplied their unfaithful deeds, imitating all the detestable practices of the nations, and they defiled the Lord's temple that he had consecrated in Jerusalem. But the Lord, the God of their ancestors, sent word against them by the hand of his messengers, sending them time and time again. For he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. But they kept ridiculing God's messengers, despising his words, and scoffing at his prophets, until the Lord's wrath was so stirred up against his people that there was no remedy. So he brought up against them the king of the Chaldeans, who killed their fit young men with the sword in the house of their sanctuary. He had no pity on young men or young women, elderly or aged. He handed them all over to him. He took everything to Babylon, all the articles of God's temple, large and small, the treasures of the Lord's temple, and the treasures of the king and his officials. Then the Chaldeans burned God's temple. They tore down Jerusalem's wall, burned all its palaces and destroyed all its valuable articles. He deported those who escaped from the sword to Babylon and they became servants to him and his sons until the rise of the Persian kingdom. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through Jeremiah and the land enjoyed its Sabbath rest all the days of the desolation. Until 70 years were fulfilled. In the first year of King Cyrus of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken through Jeremiah, the Lord roused the spirit of King Cyrus of Persia to issue a proclamation throughout his entire kingdom and also to put it in writing. This is what King Cyrus of Persia says The Lord, the God of the heavens, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth and has appointed me to build him a temple at Jerusalem in Judah any of his people among you may go up and may the lord his god be with him isaiah 10 verses 20 through 34 On that day, the remnant of Israel and the survivors of the house of Jacob will no longer depend on the one who struck them, but they will faithfully depend on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. The remnant will return, the remnant of Jacob, to the mighty God. Israel, even if your people were as numerous as the sand of the sea, only a remnant of them will return. Destruction has been decreed. Justice overflows. For throughout the land, the Lord God of armies is carrying out a destruction that was decreed. Therefore, the Lord God of armies says this, My people who dwell in Zion do not fear Assyria, though they strike you with a rod and raise their staff over you as the Egyptians did. In just a little while, my wrath will be spent and my anger will turn to their destruction. And the Lord of armies will brandish a whip against him, as he did when he struck Midian at the rock of Oreb. And he will raise his staff over the sea as he did in Egypt. On that day, his burden will fall from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck. The yoke will be broken because your neck will be too large. Assyria has come to Ayath and has gone through Migrin, storing their equipment at Michmash. They crossed over at the ford, saying, We will spend the night at Geba. The people of Ramah are trembling. Those at Gibeah of Saul have fled. Cry aloud, daughter of Galim. Listen, Laisha, Anathoth is miserable. Madmena has fled. The inhabitants of Gebim have sought refuge. Today, the Assyrians will stand at Nob, shaking their fists at the mountain of daughter Zion, the hill of Jerusalem. Look, the Lord God of armies will chop off the branches with terrifying power and the tall trees will be cut down, the high trees felled. He is clearing the thickets of the forest with an axe and Lebanon with its majesty will fall. Well friends, that is the end of Second Chronicles, which as mentioned before, is the second book of a four book series covering Israel's history. We'll get to the next two books soon, which are Ezra and Nehemiah. But before we do that, we'll read Obadiah, which is a minor prophet, Titus, a small epistle, and 2 Corinthians. I do hope that you're benefiting from Commuter Bible if you are. Tell a friend what you're getting out of it. Why is it different from reading from a page? Why is it different from other audio Bibles? If this works for you, maybe it'll work for somebody else too. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night.